This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. We're already almost into February. Can you believe it? Better start your Christmas shopping at this rate. And hey, you know it's not too late to make a New Year's resolution, right? For 2023, this year resolve to support hard-hitting, truth-telling, culture-shaping publications and subscribe to the Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine. Join our fight against an evil culture through print media by getting a subscription to the Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine. The Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine is our rowdy Christian mojo incarnated into print media. While tech giants try to shut down our avenues to deliver the truth to you, we are an underground resistance delivering theologically driven cultural commentary from faithful and heavy-hitting authors right to your door. Psalms to sing, recipes for feasting, humor to encourage belly laughs, serrated theological essays, all to the glory of God. Sign up your church, your grumpy, your grumpy uncle, that is, the Pope, Elon Musk, and all your kids and grandkids, even if they're not baptized. Platinum Club members, this is for you. You get a magazine subscription for free. So if you're not a club member yet, sign up today. Four issues, and they're only $60 per year. Go to FightLaughFeast.com right now to sign up today. That's FightLaughFeast.com. Let's get right to the news. Minnesota legislature passes barbaric bill to legalize abortions up until birth. The Minnesota State Senate passed an abortion rights bill that guarantees a right to an abortion up to the time of birth. The bill, known as the Protect Reproductive Options Pro Act, passed by a vote of 34 to 33 and now goes to Governor Bill Walz's desk. He has indicated he will sign it. HF1, authored by Senator Jennifer McEwen, McEwen. Take your pick. Would create a fundamental right to abortion and would allow abortions for any reason, even late in pregnancy. Since a fetus can feel pain as young as 20 weeks into gestation and no later than 28 to 30 weeks, some states have mandated anesthesia for babies to be aborted. Minnesota has no such law. According to Life News, many amendments that would have made HF1 less extreme, as if any abortion is less extreme, but I digress, were voted down or thwarted. The defeated amendments included ones to protect unborn children in the third trimester with exceptions to protect against the barbaric procedure known as partial birth abortion to provide the option of anesthesia when unborn children can feel pain and to protect women's health by requiring that third trimester abortions take place in a hospital. Additional abortion expanding bills have also been introduced at the Capitol. One bill, HF91, SF-70 would repeal numerous abortion-related laws, including a law protecting newborns who survive the abortion. Backers of the bill claim it only legalizes what was already legal and will codify the human right to abortion into law. From Fox News, opponents disagree, arguing the bill establishes a right to abortion up until the moment of birth. Republicans had attempted to amend the bill with guardrails that would restrict abortions in the third trimester, but the newly elected Democratic majority blocked their amendments. Quote, Today, we are not just codifying Roe v. Wade or Doe v. Gomez. As the author has indicated, we are enacting the most extreme bill in the country, said Republican Senate Minority Leader Mark Johnson of East Grand Forks, that is, during the debate. Moving on, let's go across the pond to Finland. Finland introduces first transgender figure skater, and things go very badly. Far-left ideology continued to make a mockery of Western civilization over the weekend, and Finland, which hosts the European Figure Skating Championships, decided it would be a great idea to hold an opening ceremony. 
that featured a transgender figure skater. As you'll see, things went very badly, and you can watch the video in the uh, podcast description or in the show notes. Make sure you actually watch the video because the joke here is not that this man that is pretending to be a woman fell down. It's the entire performance. As the clip rolls, I don't know whether to laugh or cry because it looks like he's never stepped into an ice rink before. If you strap skates on some ram- random hobo, I'm pretty sure they could do the same job. As someone quipped on Twitter in response, it's like watching one of those videos where a football team lets the young kid with cancer score a touchdown. Except in this case, this isn't a young kid with cancer. It's a full-grown man living out his mental illness, all for the world to see. Worse, that mental illness is being affirmed as good and proper by entire nations. So hey, here's to you, Finland. Well done for making this news brief and news around the world. Moving on to Bill Gates. Bill Gates addresses Jeffrey Epstein relationship in awkward interview. Quote, I had dinner with him, and that's all. Microsoft co-founder and billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates continued to downplay his relationship with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, claiming for the 100th time they were merely dinner pals. Australia's ABC 730 host Sarah Ferguson noted during an interview with Gates on Monday, one of the issues that dogged his relationship to ex-wife Melinda French Gates was his ties to Epstein. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to global health, which is a uh, interest I have. You know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh and you know the, you know I'm I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy. Very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know that's that's what I get up every day and focus on. Epstein died at age 66 while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. He was found hanged to death inside a Manhattan federal jail cell on August 10, 2019. In 2008, he pleaded guilty to soliciting a prostitute who was a minor. Moving on, 6th Memphis police officer involved in Tyree Nichols' investigation. He was relieved of duty. The Memphis Police Department has relieved a 6th police officer who was involved in the investigation into Tyree Nichols' death this month. An MPD spokesperson confirmed the department relieved Officer Preston Hemphill of 
duty in a Monday statement to Fox News Digital. The 26-year-old officer joined the force in 2018 and allegedly used his taser on Nichols prior to the beating by the five other officers. Preston, who is white, has not yet been charged with a crime in connection to the incident. Memphis police say he's the subject of an ongoing investigation, however. The five others who are black include Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Desmond Millis Jr., Emmett Martin III, and Justin Smith. They were terminated on January 18th and are facing seven counts of second-degree murder, aggravated assault, act in concert, two counts of aggravated kidnapping, two counts of official misconduct, and official oppression. Officials released footage of Nichols beating on Friday. It shows the five officers punching, kicking, and hitting Nichols with batons as he lies prone on January 7th. He died of his injuries in the hospital three days later. In addition to firing the officers, Police Director Sarahlyn C.J. Davis also permanently disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion Unit on Saturday. The unit included the five officers and was focused on preventing and punishing street crime. Nichols' beating and death has led to outrage across the country with the Congressional Black Caucus, the CBC, requesting to meet directly with President Biden to discuss police reforms. The group will meet with the president on Wednesday. Moving on, pro-life activist Mark Houck found not guilty in Philadelphia. On Monday, a Philadelphia jury found pro-life activist Mark Houck not guilty of violations of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, or FACE Act. According to Life News, Houck testified during the trial that on October 13, 2021, now former Planned Parenthood Elizabeth Blackwell Health Center escort Bruce Love chased Houck 100 feet down the sidewalk and across the street to stop Houck from counseling two individuals who had left the Planned Parenthood location. The two made contact with Houck moving Love out of the way. In a second incident the same day, Houck with his then 12-year-old son were standing by themselves 50 feet from the clinic entrance and were praying when Love walked over and stood two feet away from the son and started saying vile and nasty things. Despite being told by Houck to stop harassing his son and go away, Love did not, which ended in Houck pushing Love away. Charges stemmed from the 2021 incident and had initially gone through the state court system but was thrown out. The case was picked up by the Biden administration's Department of Justice nearly a year later. On September 23, 2022, Houck's home, where his wife and children were, were swarmed by roughly 15 vehicles and dozens of armed federal SWAT officers. Houck was arrested during the incident. Video evidence shown by the prosecution during the trial reportedly showed Love approaching Houck, who then shoved the 72-year-old back. After the shove, Love fell down. The prosecution alleged that the altercation happened after a previous engagement between the two men, but Planned Parenthood did not save any of their camera footage from the day except the excerpt shown. Speaking outside the courthouse on Monday, Houck thanked those who supported him and his family over the duration of the trial leading up to it. And support and encouragement, stay the course, all over the world. It's not just Philly, it's just not the United States, it's all over the world. I mean, how do you not feel the gift of that, the blessing of all that? And so, um, you know, to, to all that may hear this, thank you. Sincere thanks to my wife and children. And, uh, you know, just the financial support is was there for my wife to help her, you know, God forbid uh, that would, she would need it. And people just came through with, her, with a yes, that way, with a generous way of saying we love you we're here for you we'll support you no matter what thomas moore society assured me we're with you to the end that's what they told me i'm sure this guy would be too 
Well, congratulations to you, Mr. Hauk, and God bless. Do you own a business and write a lot of proposals? If so, you should check out SmartPricingTable.com. Smart Pricing Table allows you to create quick and accurate proposals, and it's loaded with features like recurring fees, quantities, and line item upsells. When your prospect is ready, they can e-sign and you're off to the races. Visit SmartPricingTable.com and mention CrossPolitik to get 25% off of your first two months. That is SmartPricingTable.com, and tell them we sent you. Cross politic to get twenty five percent off your first two months, and let me just say, as the sales guy here at Cross Politic, Smart Pricing Table has made my job that much easier. And now, before we wrap up this news brief, it's time for my favorite topic: sports. Novak Djokovic wins twenty twenty three Australian Open men's singles final with sweep of Tsitsipas and claims his tenth title of the Open. Serbian superstar Novak Djokovic swept Stefanos Tsitsipas 6-3-7-6-7-6 to claim the title in the Australian Open men's single final on Sunday. Djokovic, age 35, burst into the major final with a dominating 6-3 win against Greece's Tsitsipas in the opening set. After breaking up number three Tsitsipas's serve in the fourth game of the set, number four Djokovic jumped to a 3-1 lead and maintained the advantage. The 35-year-old repeated the feat to the third set to take home the victory. Sunday's match marked the second time Djokovic met Tsitsipas in a major final, both ending in a win for the Serbian. Tsitsipas claimed two sets against Djokovic in 2019, but ultimately lost the match in five. With the win, Djokovic, Djokovic that is, Tsitsipas, Djokovic, you know, well, Djokovic, snags the 10th Australian Open title of his career, which comes a year after he wasn't allowed to compete at Melbourne Park because he wasn't vaccinated for COVID-19. The win also marks his 22nd Grand Slam singles title, tying him with Rafael Nadal for the men's record. In addition to the title, Djokovic now moves to the number one spot in the ATP rankings. By the way, Bill Gates is in attendance. This has been your CrossPolitik Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or even better, a magazine subscription, in addition to that, head on over to FightLabFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our upcoming conference at the Ark Encounter, or if you want to become a corporate partner of CrossPolitik, email me at Garrison at FightLabFeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.